0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa, and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore Scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we are continuing on in the Psalms. We are at Psalm 59. I don't know why, but I feel like it's been a really long time since we've recorded a psalm.
1: A week? No, it's, yeah, been a week. Oh, that's weird. Been okay. about a week.
0: Anyways, Psalm 59, this is another, Mitcom. if you want to go ahead and read it, that would be great.
1: Yep, Thanks. Psalm 59. Oh, I got so many notes here. I don't oh, know, dear. One. Delir- deliver me from my enemies. Oh, my God, protect me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from those who work evil and save me from bloodthirsty men. For behold, they lie in wait for my life. Fierce men stir up strife against me, for no transgression or sin of mine, O Lord. For no fault of mine they run and make ready. Awake, come to meet me and see. You, Lord God of hosts, are God of Israel. Rouse yourself to punish all the nations. Spare none of those whose treacherous plot, who treacherously plot evil. Each evening they come back, howling like dogs and prowling about the city. There they are, bellowing with their mouths, with swords in their lips, for... Who, they think, will hear us? But you, O Lord, laugh at them. You hold all the nations in derision. O my strength, I will watch for you. For you, O God, are my fortress. My God in his steadfast love will meet me. God will let me look in triumph on my enemies. Kill them not, lest my people forget. Make them totter by your power and bring them down. O Lord, your shield. For the sin of their mouths, the words on their lips, let them be trapped in their pride for cursing and lies that they utter. Consume them in wrath, consume them till they are no more, that they may know that God rules over Jacob to the ends of the earth. Each evening they come back, howling like dogs and prowling about the city. They wander about for food and growl if they do not get their fill. But I will sing to your strength. I will sing aloud to your steadfast love in the morning. For I have been to me but for you have been to me a fortress and a refuge in the day of my distress. O my strength, I will sing praise to you, for you, O God, are my fortress, and the God who shows me steadfast love.
0: Thank you. So this psalm, I mean, as we know, David is often running for his life. This is when Saul sent men to his house to kill him. So this is definitely a plea and a cry to be delivered from his enemies. As we see in verse 1, where he literally says, deliver me from my enemies, oh my God. Protect me from those who rise up against me. Yeah. Where So here, I mean, when he says, oh my God, um, he's not just saying, oh God, oh Lord. It's like, oh, my, you're my God. Yeah. I have a personal relationship with you. You're it's close more, to me. It's more of a possessiveness. Yeah. Yeah. And he, it's that, that crying out to him because he trusts him. Because mm-hmm. he knows that he's listening to him. And then verse 2 where he says, deliver me from those who work evil and save me from bloodthirsty men. So defend me, right? The word here in Hebrew means lifted up, safe, high above those trying to hurt him. Yeah. Bloodthirsty men, right? Like, say, David always had men after him to kill him. And he knew, what did he know? The only God could save him. (laughs) You just look look at me. uh I was like, I thought I'd, like, do a different little thing there. Yeah. (laughs) He knew that God is the only one like
1: david knows a lot of things like god loves him but that's how it feels
0: because you always ask me questions like that and i'm like i'm not sure what (laughs) just give me a little hint as to what you're thinking about here
1: truth be told (laughs) i was in the middle of leveling out the volume here because your microphone's a little hot this this time and uh, mine's a little low so i'm trying to level uh this out here but
0: i know i could tell that you're busy but i also wanted to make sure you're paying attention (laughs) thank you teacher (laughs) i'm just joking (laughs) (laughs) so then verse three he says for behold They lie in wait for my life. Fierce men stir up strife against me for no transgression or sin of mine, O Lord. So here he's being surrounded. Men are wanting to kill him. Why don't you go ahead and read 1 Samuel 19, verse 11 and
1: 12. Saul sent messengers to David's house to watch him, that he might kill him in the morning. But Mikael, Michael, Michael <laughs> but Mikael, David's wife, told him, if you do not escape with your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So Mikael let David down through the window and he fled away and escaped.
0: So they lie in wait for him, but not because of anything David do. David has not done anything wrong here. It's not like he yeah. deserves this, you know? Yep. They lie in wait for him because somebody decided this guy needs to die. But because God has decided, no, he's protecting him. And David knows this, right? So he's saying, for no fault of mine, they run and make ready to kill me. Awake, yeah. come to meet me and see. So awake here, when I was reading in the commentaries and preparing, they're kind of saying, um, "The awake here is like, okay, hey God, if you're not awake, if you don't see this, if you're not here, I have no hope. Yeah. Because you are my hope. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's kind of this cry, this desperation that he's got going here. And it was his wife that helped him escape from her father. (laughs) That's
1: kind of how that... Yeah. Dad wasn't very nice.
0: No, not very nice. So David knew this. Only God. Only God can set things right. Yeah. Verse 6 and 7. Or did I skip some there? No, I don't think I did. I don't think so. No. Where he says, you, Lord of God, of hosts, are the... So when it says Lord God of hosts, like oftentimes they refer to this as like the God of angel. We've heard God of angel armies. We sing yeah. we sing songs, right? The God yep. of angel armies um, here in, in our part of the world anyways. I don't know about where everyone else is, but this is kind of where that comes from. The God of hosts. Like he is God in the army. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, and you've got three names of God there, right?
0: Yeah. Lord of... Because... Lord.
1: For those that are reading, if you see capital block letter... Lord the Lord, yeah. In, in <laughs> an English Bible, mm-hmm. that means it's Yahweh.
0: Yep, that's right.
1: And then God of hosts, my little notes here say that it was uh, Elohim Sabbath. Yep. And then God of Israel is Elohi israel mm-hmm. God of the chosen people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. this is like saying, oh, God, God, God. Yeah, exactly. That's what we would have to say that's in English, what he's, right? Yeah,
0: that's where I think that you can hear that cry. Yeah. You know, that desperation that you are the only one, you know, rouse yourself to punish all the nations, spare none of those who treacherously plot evil. Yeah, exactly. Right. Make this right. Make this right. Mm-hmm. And then it comes on to, it, he goes on to kind of ex- explain, give us a vivid picture of the evil ones, his enemies. Each evening they come back, howling like dogs and prowling about the city. Can you just imagine? I don't know. I lived in Africa for a while. When I was a teenager, well, almost adult. Yeah. And we had... we I was in Gabon, Gabon, and we were like uh, central west there.
1: In the Congo jungle.
0: In Yeah, we were 10 hours from Livreville, which is like...
1: Just north of the con- country of Congo, on yeah. the north side of the con- Congo River, in the Congo That's Delta. Right.
0: Yeah, it so was beautiful. Jung- jungle, yeah. Beautiful, very red dirt. Beautiful. Uh, but the village had wild dogs. Like, the yeah. dogs... The dogs were terrifying. Actually, mm-hmm. you never wanted to meet them in the dark. You never wanted to meet them in the daylight. Yeah. You just didn't want them anywhere near you. They were always kind of skinny and scrappy and
1: just looking for a just very volatile. Taste. They just, just want a little taste. Yeah. So when, when he's I was his, in the Philippines, I almost got okay. bit multiple times. Oh, really?
0: Same yeah. kind of idea. Those the wild, the pack of dogs where they get that.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Whereas each evening they come back prowling about the city. I, I see a very vivid picture <laughs> from my yeah. time in Africa. There they are bellowing with their mouths, with swords in their lips, for who they think will hear us. So they think they're going to get away with everything. They, they think who's going to touch us? Yeah. Who's going to listen to us? We yeah. get to do what we want. Yeah, because we're wild. Because we do what we want.
1: And the dogs are. There's that animal in an imagery that runs throughout Scripture. Right. Yes. When you call somebody a dog, mm. like Goliath to David, what are you right. a dog that you come, come before you. me? Right. It's come like. me with a stick. Um, I mean, when, when it's used in the Bible about somebody, it's usually like unclean, in, yeah. unclean impure, yeah. not worthy, right? unable to do anything good, that kind of idea.
0: Right. Yeah. So this is kind of what he is likening them, these men, to. But also there's that relentlessness every night, right? Like every yeah. night. They, they don't just go and leave me alone. They're here every night. Um, but then verse 8, I love it. It has a little break. Mm-hmm. But you, O oh Lord, you laugh at them. <laughs> Yeah. You hold them in derision, right? You hold all of the nations. Oh, my strength, I will watch for you. For you, O oh God, are my fortress. My God in his steadfast love will meet me. God will let me look in triumph on my enemies. So it turns here where he's got this hope, right? But, but you, O oh Lord, I am watching for you. You are my fortress. You will triumph. I will see. And because of your steadfast love, you will do this. David knows God is not far away right he's calling him close he's he's portraying this fact that that they're getting away they think they're getting away with this but it's not going to be for long right yeah. god will have the final say
1: i'm just looking up uh, the word derision and it's mm. contemptuous mockery so I don't know. If maybe that got lost in the English translation. So I don't
0: know. This is the ESV. I studied with the NIV when I prepped it. So like the words are sometimes like a little bit yeah,
1: different. I'm just gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna play the Greek game. Everybody, hold on. If I had cool the Greek music. Greek game
0: with Steve. Do, uh, do, first, do, I have to find do, the verse do, that we're do. in. No, I don't know. Oh, I there can't we do go. Music.
1: Let's go interliterary So sometimes you can go look at the. Or I guess we're not playing the Greek game. This is the Old Testament. We're playing the Hebrew game.
0: Oh, I wasn't gonna say. Well, no, actually that's true. I was because I was gonna say we did Hebrew.
1: Oh, it's you scoff Testament. at them.
0: Scoff. Yes, we hear that. We read that one quite a bit. In that the, would be. That would be the same.
1: To mock, deride, ridicule. Hmm. To stammer, to mock, to deride. Hmm. It's used eighteen times. Eight is mockery. Three is scorn. Three is laughter. Two is derision and laughter with scorn, for one, and stammering, for one. So okay, so... Mockery, scorn, laughing, derision, pretty, derision. Pretty, pretty safe there. He's
0: kind of doing some repetitive language here, then. Yeah. But the idea is that the Lord... They are nothing to the Lord. Yeah. Right? theres They're not hard. They cannot escape him if he should, doesn't want them to. So then he goes on. He says all of this. And then he says... Kill them not, lest my people forget. Make them totter by your power and bring them down, O oh, Lord, our shield. So here he's got a thought for Israel yeah. here. It's not just about David anymore. He often brings Israel into it, of course, because he's going to be their king. He loves them. Um, but he's like, don't just kill them and let them yeah. fade away. We don't want our people to forget. We want to see that you will deal with them in a just way here. Right. Right? Um, And then it continues to go on. For the sin of their mouths, which this bothers David quite a bit when he talks a lot of the lying, the pride. Like, it really bothers him.
1: That, again, is a thing that runs all the way through Scripture. We just don't think about it. For the sin of their mouth, Mm -hmm. what is the number one sin that Paul always writes about to stamp out of the church? Gossip. Gossip. Because with your words, Mm. you are trying to kill the other person. Right, the slander. You're slandering, you're killing. (coughs) Um, So this would actually be... um, in, in biblical understanding, when you speak poorly or ill of someone, hmm. you might as well just murder them,
0: right? right. This, well, is, and
1: this is that. You are trying to kill them.
0: That is the evil to yep. be done to them, right? Which is interesting. If we were to think of it that way today, yep. how would that change how loose we can be with our words?
1: <laughs> we would...
0: We can be quite yes. careless with our words and who we speak them to Yep. about you know, different people or oh, for whatever. for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely something to be guarding our mouths, right? I mean, definitely important. So David continues <clears throat> and says, again, for the sin of their mouths, the words of their lips, let them be trapped in their pride mm-hmm. for the cursing and lies that they utter. We know that we see that David is constantly lacking patience with people who gossip, slander, lie, um, even, you know, in the beginning of this chapter where he's saying that, you know, they're doing this to me, but nothing because of what I've done. It's yeah. their evil, right. right? I don't... I did nothing to deserve this. And there goes into that, uh, the lying about him. Right. The slander, all of that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, the cursing, they boast of David's death, right? They're, they're going on about that. So David... <laughs> I love David. I'm not dead yet. He says, consume them in wrath. Consume them till they are no more, that they may know that God rules over Jacob to the ends of the earth. So he changes. He's like, okay, this is enough. Like, enough. God, consume them until they are no more, so that everyone will know that you are in charge. Yeah. Right? How do you show somebody that they're in charge? You dominate them. (laughs) I. This is the Old Testament. And there's a confidence
1: here in David because who who is he asking? Yeah. This is Saul. Trying to kill him. That's right. So who so is this he? So this is the king of Israel that he's saying, That's okay, right. could you just kill him?
0: Just, can you just Can kill you just him? consume him? Okay. Until he is no more. I
1: mean, he wasn't functioning as a right or proper king. No. And David was to be on the throne. And he not even even
0: prom- promised yeah. by and, God.
1: And so there is this whole problem. But in, in that moment, David is saying this about his father-in-law.
0: Yeah, true. That so takes the whole in-law relationship to a whole he's different consumed, level.
1: Please <laughs> consume my father-in-law in your wrath.
0: Yeah, until he is no more.
1: Yeah, that's, teach uh,
0: teach a lesson to everybody that you are in control by for, doing that. Makes
1: for awkward family gatherings.
0: <laughs> I think there was a lot of layers there for the awkward family there, gatherings. There, there really was. We won't get into that this time. And then in verse fourteen, it's again this rep- repetition from verse six to show the importance of uh, the emphasis of how these men that are doing Saul's bidding each evening they come back howling like dogs and prowling about the city, right? We get this, they're roaming, they're, yeah. aim, they're not aimless, I guess, but they're looking to distract and destroy. Um, they wander about for food and growl if they do not get their fill. Mm-hmm. So this is that idea that they're going around searching and looking for things yeah, to destroy. Yeah.
1: They're, they're on the hunt.
0: They're hunting. And then again, David, but I will sing of your strength. I will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning. For you have been to me a fortress and a refuge in the day of my distress. But I will sing of your strength. I love that. David's faith that he will survive mm-hmm. to the morning. Even though they are roaming around, they are surrounding his house, they are lying, they are saying all kinds of evil things against him. He knows he's going to sing and praise God and he will survive because God is the one who protects him. So David has faith that he will make it to morning and he's going to sing his way until morning. And he is so confident in this that verse 7 is kind of a repeat where it says, Oh, my strength, or sorry, 17, I will sing praises to you, for you, O God, are my fortress, the God who shows me steadfast love. So that's where it's different. It shows me steadfast love. We've talked about God's steadfast love, and because of his steadfast love, he will do these things and protect him. But now it's saying because you show me steadfast love, I am confident that I will. You are my defense and my refuge so that I will sing praises to you while the evil is happening around me, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you can think of a time when you felt evil around you, when there were people that wanted harm or bad things for you because you were a Christian, because you love God. What did you do? Were you able to praise God, trust Him, have faith that He's got you? He is your refuge, your strength? Because I can tell you that the God of David, the God that we're reading about... Through the Psalms is the same God that you praise today. He is your refuge, and he is your shelter.
1: Yeah, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time. Until
0: next time.